0: Let us pray. Gracious, loving God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the gift of your word, and we give you thanks for this opportunity we have to explore who you are. God, guide us, that we may hear your voice and your clarion call clearly. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good evening, friends, and welcome to another fun-filled edition of Scripture Talk, the podcast where we do the thing. We talk about scripture. Um we are in uh, getting deeper into the heart of and I was supposed to say the dark heart, but it's not. It's Advent. It's the light <laughs> heart. Uh you open with the dark heart of Advent. Um this is and we're getting we're we're here in this season of light um where we can actually it is literally the season of light. Hanukkah started recently. Yes, um baby. it is both Advent and Hanukkah. Hello, my people. Uh, yeah, it's very very light season. Um this Shalom. is our we are in the heart of Advent. Um and we're going to talk about um the lead up to jesus birth but first up i am pastor trey with me as ever is sister brandy dudley
1: Pastor Scott Ketchup and on the ones and twos. Brother um,
0: again, we uh, I cannot vouch for the internet quality. Um, only to say that I whatever it is what it is. Um, I had last week. I had some beautiful just I, you know I had 35 megabits per second up. I thought um, I was in paradise. Um, who you knew? You were supposed
1: to bring it with you. I know. I didn't. But, say, but you weren't here.
0: I wasn't here. Right? Like I wasn't in this. you know, I love my studio. Um, we have talked about. Do we have to? To move the studio um to like go panning for internet um we, we have not done that the, yet we are uh, now in the zito zone i like it. i like this studio too much anyways our scripture this evening is luke chapter one uh verses 69 or through 68 through 79 blessed be the lord god of israel free has looked favorably on his people and redeemed them He raised up a mighty Savior for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke through the mouth of his holy prophets from from of old, that we would be saved from our enemies, and from the hand of all who hate us. Thus he has shown the mercy promised to our ancestors, and has remembered his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our ancestor Abraham, to grant us that we, being rescued from the hands of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness, before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. As I mentioned in the pre-show, this is uh, the, the Song of Zechariah, uh, better known as the Benedictus, um, which we just give scary Latin names that are just the first word of things, <laughs> but because we think all things that are Latin are very official sounding, oh, it's, uh, you know, it's Catholic, it's scary. Yeah, it's true, because Catholic, uh, when the Catholic Church named all the things, they spoke Latin, and so they gave Latin names to things, and they all sound official when you say them. Uh, you know, that's the Magnificat, the Song of Mary, and it's just because it is my soul magnifies the Lord, Magnificat. Um, And this is the Benedictus um, because it is um, blessed be uh, the Lord. Like, blessed Benedictus is the first word. Um, The Agnus Dei is just Lamb of God, God. right? Like, all of these, it's just, you know, we, we, it's like when you call things chemicals, right so we, everything is chemicals you are made of chemicals i am made of chemicals this microphone is made of chemicals we are all made of chemicals mm-hmm. o- oxygen is a chemical water is a chemical um but if you want to say something make something sound scary you give it its chemical name right um you know so dihydrogen oxide, right yeah water um but you call it oxide. Dihydro- don't,
1: i don't want that, oh, God. Drink any of that. Yeah. that's the yeah. chemical
0: name for something yeah it's just the chemical name for water yeah. um so this is not scary this is the prophecy of zechariah this is his song um and it is both a foretelling of jesus and uh, as him is john's father a foretelling of of john's role in it and you get that almost that balance of what the expectation is Mm -hmm. right that jesus is going to set things right for uh, in the face of our enemies but when you first hear that you go oh this is about rome but then, when you jump down to the prophet, the prophecy that is about John, it's very clear. This is a very different kind of kingdom that we're coming about. The kingdom built on the forgiveness of sins. The kingdom built on God's mercy. The king. It is a very different kind of kingdom. It is a very. It is a version of the vanquishing our enemies, but that's like our ancient enemies of evil and death. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not like. Zechariah Zacharias seems to know this is not about Rome, um, but you have to get to the John part. When he's talking to John, to understand this is not just about some sort of earthly enemy, but this is about something far deeper.
1: You know, one of the interesting things that uh, I love about this is that this is significant, this whole prophecy. Yes, you've got this whole aspect of, okay, he was made mute and silent for a while until... It was time to name, and the wife was like, "His name's to be John." And and they were like, oh, "Well, there's nobody in your family by that name. Let's let's check with the dad, because mm-hmm. you know, like he's going to disagree with the wife." But the, well, but, <laughs> back, but, in but, days, back in those days, it was, it was literally his job. Yeah, it was right. his job. Be-
0: because that comes up with that be- comes up uh, with Joseph, right? Yeah. The the act of adoption, you know that Joseph has truly adopted Jesus and made him his own, because and that's why like the angel appears to Joseph, it's like you got to name, you get the, you, she's going to have a kid, and you got to name him Jesus. Yeah. and then the fulfillment is and he named him jesus, jesus. Mm-hmm. yes
1: and because all of that was really important which is sometimes misses this little tidbit and that's that in many ways it had been about 400 years since there was god speaking through a right. prophet right. Right. yes right, right, right there had right, been right. all those silent years and then all of a sudden boom here's a prophecy as in of the old and interesting enough he breaks his silence but he doesn't start off by speaking about his own son. He no. starts off giving glory to God and prophesying of Jesus uh-huh. and how yes. his son relates to that, which is totally not what you would think of an ex- a father who's just there with his son and blah, blah, blah. starts talking about somebody else's kid. But, but that's what he does because it wasn't just him. This was God doing that balance of, okay, now we're moving from the Old Testament. Here we are. I'm speaking again. And it's about to all change. It's yes. a and, new beginning. And what a mighty song to sing after you've been mute for nine months. <laughs> yeah. You haven't said a word, anything for nine months, and you come out not complaining that you haven't been able to talk, but you're able to sing the praises of God and looking forward to the new beginning. That's yeah. an awesome song to sing. <laughs> I, I sometimes wonder if that mo- uh, period of silence was also part of the blessing for Elizabeth. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. She's saying, yes. You know, I don't have to put up with him." But
0: I, <laughs> I also I appreciate the way Luke, in particular, kind of goes after the goes after chapter one. Yeah, right. Luke chapter one is huge. It is a it is a very very long chapter, and it alternates back and forth, directly linking Jesus and John. Mm-hmm. John. Than Jesus. Cousins. Than Jesus, than John. Right. But if you look at the bigger picture of the Jesus story, of the story of Christ, right? John's a really weird figure. Why is John... Like, one of the things that even floats around later on is like, why is John here? Is John the guy? Like, because certainly John rises to prominence first. John Mm -hmm. is older. Um, John gets a following first. John starts his ministry first. Um, And there is this... It's one of those, like, uh, even in the logic of the Jesus seminar and the kind of the biblical critical model, Mm -hmm. they say, like, okay, John had to exist because if John didn't exist, you wouldn't make him up. You would not have this guy Um, because it's really inconvenient. Why are there two guys? Um, And what Luke really works hard at is Luke is clearly to me. My read on Luke is Luke is clearly responding to that criticism yeah. of like other folks coming after. Is Jesus really the guy? I remember this guy John, and Luke's going no 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 no. Okay, I'm gonna lay here. Here I'm gonna lay this out, right? Yeah, two dudes born about the same time. Anyone familiar with the Harry Potter story? This is a Harry Potter and, and Neville Longbottom, Neville Longbottom. Uh, Neville Longbottom problem, right? It could have gone e- like in the Harry Potter books, it could have gone either way. And like, why doesn't the prophecy apply to Neville? This is why the prophecy does not apply to Neville. Neville's great. I love Neville. Neville here it's John the Baptist. Sorry, um, <laughs> John the Baptist is Neville Lo- plays the role of Neville Longbottom here, right? We're like. You've got to work, because it's also a miraculous birth. It's a different kind of miraculous birth. It's also a miraculous birth. He builds this following. Um, But here, this is why this prophecy is really key. Um, in terms of Luke telling the story and Luke differentiating clearly. And obviously, Jesus and John get it. We get the story of Jesus' baptism. Mm-hmm. John gets it. Um, but I also, the Gospels often go out of their way to report how John got it um, to make sure that it's clear there was not a rivalry between Jesus and John, um, but a very clear John knew his role. Here it is established at his birth. Jesus knows his role. Here it is established at his birth. Here is all the miraculous circumstances around these two Harry Potter and Neville Longbottom. And
1: John knew his role even when it came down yes. to the point where he says yes. I must decrease that he may
0: increase. Well right and and, and John you know also here in Luke um, in, uh, in scripture I don't think we're going to read directly this year John leaps for joy uh, within Elizabeth when yeah. he, mm-hmm. when when, yeah. when Mary shows up um, to sing the Magnificat. I mean to you know seek uh, Elizabeth's advice and then Give out the Magnificat. Um, also just remember we're doing this out of order. Mary is next. Mary, I can't remember. Mary's coming up, Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mary's either next week or in two weeks. Um, but Mary does sing first and then, uh, and then John and and then the song about John and the song by Zachariah. Yeah, just side note.
1: Yeah, um, another interesting thing I think that plays into this is that they're also. As a writing, they have a better understanding of what did and didn't fulfill prophecy, right. And so they're wanting to point out, "Hey, these things were taken care of." An interesting side point that we're using Luke. Luke is the only Gentile writer of the New Testament, yes, and uh, that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the others are, unless I've missed one, uh, are, are Jewish. And Luke wrote, a "Yeah, big and large la- most of them,
0: largely wrote, writing as Jew as Jewish as Christians, Jewish but Christians, yes, yes,
1: yes." Uh, Jewish Christians, and so you have between Luke and Acts the majority of New Testament, give or take. You know, Paul has a lot in there going, written by a Gentile, and so he's showing, he's the second
0: most prolific. Well, yeah, I, there are three wise. there are three main writers of the New Testament. Um, Or at least three main schools of writers, right? There is Paul, Mm -hmm. um, his letters. Um, There is John and the later works attributed to John or John's school. We we, we can go back and forth all day, uh, whether they constitute enough of a time gap between all of them. but it's clear, like there was a school of, you know, a school of thought that is consistently Johannine or John based, and there's Luke, and so I don't know the exact word counts, but there are three main writers, only one of them is a Gentile.
1: But then, two Luke's writings is based on interviews he's had with other people, right? He
0: wasn't there. He wasn't there.
1: But he, had, he, he being a physician paid special attention to detail and luke is the most detailed unlike mark um, yeah very <laughs> who, much cares? Unlike mark. who cares who cares not boop, 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 and so boop, it's. <laughs> i think i just find that's awesome especially you know being a gentile myself of how we see all these different ways of what that was always the plan yeah mm-hmm. uh, we'll get to that when we talk about you know epiphany i'm sure yeah. oh yeah uh, we'll, we'll get to that you know we see it in all different aspects, it was never of okay. It didn't work out with the Jews. Let's go to the Gentiles, as I've heard some people erroneously say. No, it was always the plan: a joining, a unity of all of right. That it, that's read actually read Romans
0: ways. start to finish. That is yes. what Romans is about. We've done that before. I, I read it start to finish. I've done like. I, <laughs> Um, there's a good question in the chat that I think is relevant in thinking about John and Jesus. Um, it's from Jeannie. Uh, Historically, were there not other men who professed to be some kind of savior? Yeah, there was. that was happening a lot. Um, and that was a really, like, the idea of a traveling rabbi, the idea of a traveling prophet, um, was a common enough religious thing, um, not just in the Jewish world, but in the broader Roman world, of just, like, traveling religious figures. Um, and that is one of the things that the Gospels work hard to do is, in part, differentiate Jesus and John, but also just differentiate Jesus from all of the other people claiming to do these kinds of things, right? Um, This is where, like, this is what the opening of the Gospel of John um, that we're going to get to in a few weeks um, is doing. The opening of the Gospel of John is like, okay, let me establish for you why this is not just some other random religious guy that died. First of all, he didn't die. Oh, well, he did die. He didn't stay dead, right? That's a really key differentiator. But that's why um, a lot of... So the Gospels fit in this kind of literary genre of Greek biography. Um, there are These these are not the only Greek biographies that exist. These are just the best Greek biographies specifically of Jesus. And this is another one of those things that testifies to the reality. So one of the like... Um, atheist lobs is how do you know Jesus lived. How many people in the ancient world got four Greek biographies? Right. How many? Mm-hmm. How many people in the ancient world do we have four that we like we all agree historically existed that we have four Greek biographies on? People yeah. didn't just get biographies every day, friends. And it's, you had
1: other historians like Josephus. Yeah, yeah. You
0: have you have outside sources. But even if you just look at the Bible itself, yeah. um for one man to get four Indep- largely independently written, um, you know, Matthew and um, Luke have Mark open as their writing. That was allowed in those days. That was not called pra- plagiarism. That was called research. Uh, you can't copy the way they did now. It is now called plagiarism. Um, but no one was making any money off of this, and no one was turning this in for a grade. Right.
1: I- now, another interesting thing is that, that that same idea of there being others out there yes. making claims was used prior to his death and resurrection. Uh, yes. I believe it was Gamaliel, but one of the Pharisees, uh, in, when they are having this big uh, conversation about what to do with Jesus, tried to get everyone to s- slow their roll. And right. Said, hey, look. Yeah, it's Gamaliel. If this, yes. Yeah, if this is of you know, man, it's gonna fall out. It's We've gonna seen, fall apart. We yeah. see Chill out. this happen. Yeah. It's so no yeah. this is.
0: I think this is. This is acts. That's. Yeah. That's it. Is, that is. Yeah. It. This is an act. Yeah, yeah.
1: But if this is of God, boom, boom. we'll find ourselves kicking against the right. goads. Yeah. 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 Don't mess with it.
0: Right. And, and and to you hear that perspective. And like John isn't even the only like random person in the desert. You have the whole
1: Essenes movement. Um, yeah. The, a lot of people the, believe he was an Essene at this point, but we don't know.
0: I so. The thing about the difference between John and the Essenes is the Essenes wanted to create a closed community. And John does not seem interested in forming a closed community because it's all of these people going out to the desert to seek him, um, but then going back. Um, One of the things that's probably. Not include, and I think we've talked about this when we've talked about John before, is there's probably more interaction between John and Jesus um, yeah. than we get um, in kind of chapter three of every gospel. I mean,
1: when you look at the fact of how long Mary went and stayed with her cousin, right. we see that there's a closeness there. And, you know, as a parent who's growing up close to, uh, you know, those cousins right. yeah, and stuff yeah. my, my kids are growing up with their uh, cousins very similar to siblings in yeah. some ways mm-hmm. and so and they're close
0: enough in like it is that like they're close enough in age mm-hmm. um and but John starts in ministry first yeah. and so just as we think that we don't know but we think that Jesus would have been apprenticed to his father in terms of carpentry Mm-hmm. It may well have been that he apprent one of the th- one of the reasons they're working so hard to differentiate the two is probably there was somewhat of an apprenticeship, right? Like, hey, you feel this called the ministry, Jesus? Go learn from your cousin in the desert.
1: And, and we see that there was enough of how they overlapped that there's discussion seen in the gospels yes. about the disciples of. John going and being sent to follow Jesus. People going, okay. Well, the disciples over there with John act this way. Yes, your disciple. So you, had, you there definitely was some contemporaryism, uh, at least from outside of the way people viewed them, for them to make those comparisons.
0: Right, and so that again, this goes back to Luke including this prophecy, kind of off off the top, is. Working to understand how God spoke into and clarified the difference between the two men, yeah. that both of them have this important role to play, but one is the savior and one is Elijah, right? right. Like one is yeah. one is the savior, one is the prophet, um, and and so Zechariah in his prophecy and his return to the prophecy of old. Opens with Jesus, as John will do, right? Like John will say, "I'm not even worthy to, t-, you know," again
1: untie his shoes un- and all that, yeah. all that, yeah. right?
0: But here at John's at John's birth, we get. Zechariah speaking in the same way that we're going to get the angels speaking when we get to Luke chapter two for Christmas Eve, right? Where the angels say, Hey, um, the, the angels take on the prophetic role there saying, this is who this is and the star and the, and the shepherds and all of these people play herald of Jesus' birth here. John plays herald of Jesus or Zechariah plays herald for John's birth and clarifies his role versus Jesus' role
1: and John definitely heralding like you said Jesus the king but also in some ways to the Pharisees a harbinger
0: yes Bringing uh-huh. warning <clears throat> well and uh, but it, it is a harbinger of but of a of a different uh, way yeah. it's actually in some way like um you have to start to ask yourself who are the enemies uh huh who are the enemies that Jesus like you know there's a lot of talk of you know serve him without fear and holiness right you know um Uh, there's a lot of talk of like saving us from the hands of our enemies saving us from those who hate us um and certainly that's the romans and certainly that's the literal capital e enemy right um but you know as we've been kind of reflecting on a lot over the past couple months is that the the temple is that the temple who's the enemy right
1: Yeah, it is definitely the old order and way of doing things, the system. Everything that we're seeing, especially as how we're looking at this new beginning, a chance to do something again. So as we go through these old stories, look at it, try to look at it with fresh eyes and realize that most of what he's talking about is against the status quo. Uh He is even in this birth even you know the birth of both John and Jesus very much against the status quo of normal birth one a barren woman one a virgin in her old age in yes. her old, old age, age much in the same way of uh Abraham and Sarah old age old yeah age. yeah
0: that i so i um what maybe this maybe this year We've all got time. Maybe this year we'll do it. I wrote, I have staged a version of the Annunciation of Mary mm-hmm. um, where uh, Gabriel is played by a homeless guy, right? Gabriel is a homeless guy sitting on this. And so I have memorized, greetings, of oh, everyone the Lord is with you. And it's Elizabeth, your, your relative in her old age. Um, and so yeah, you have this, you have two, <laughs> you have two miraculous births. Um, and all of this is like, you have two levels of hoped for here right yeah. you have this hope for child right that you know Zechariah is praying for and Elizabeth has been praying for and they've been wanting and what this child John heralds is the thing we've all been hoping for mm-hmm. right that there is like this is the herald of this hoped for new beginning right because things are in a rough state for Elizabeth and Zechariah but also for God's people. They're in a rough place. Um, they are all in need of a new beginning. Mm-hmm. And here we have this hoped for and heralded, this hoped for, this promised new beginning finally coming true. The birth of this child and what it means for that family, mm-hmm. just a real personal level, um, but also what that child and the birth of the other child, what these two children um, both hope for in their own way. Um, mean for God's people, including God's people being us.
1: Uh, a couple of good comments on here uh, from Joe. Uh, I find I am my own enemy sometimes. Yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. uh-huh. And then those that prevent you from becoming better are our enemies. That's, yes, yeah, that's um, good.
0: Or in, the, in this case, those who are preventing you from accessing God. Yeah. Right? Um, or those who are, um, as is the case of the temple, um, uh, the Pharisees just don't know they're wrong. The Pharisees heart in the right place, head not right. Yeah. Um, how they like their heart is their heart is for God. Um, they just you know wandered off a little bit and got real judgy. <laughs> that happens sometimes. Um, but the temple really is like um, taking people earnestly seeking God and then twisting it for their own interest. But yeah, no, I I, I think that's a that's a really pressing comment by Joe. Um, but yeah, this is this is two extremely hoped for children. Mm-hmm. Um, and one heralding the other, and so this there is this piece of like, it it's been four hundred years, right? It has been four hundred years of uh of a, a house of David not ruling over, um God's people. It has been a minute of not even being ruled from people from that part of the Middle East, um, but sure. being ruled by Greeks um, and then Romans who are basically Greeks on steroids. They are basically <laughs> really organized Greeks, um, right? Um Greeks and so 2.0. Greeks 2.0, uh even worse. Um, even more murdery. Um and so this there is this like if you are looking for a new beginning, keep open, uh-huh. Because there's you don't know how long it's gonna take. Um, but God has a tendency to keep God's promises. Here we see with John and with Jesus. And that's as good a place as any uh to bring uh this show in for a landing. Mm. Thank y'all so much for joining us. Um thank you, chat. Um uh, I hope the new the new internet settings are working for y'all. Um, it is nice to have a, a live audience. Yes. Um, and so if you want to be a part of that live audience and you're watching this after the fact, uh, we record live on uh, Facebook over on the Palestine Grace uh, Church Facebook page um, at uh, 6 p.m. every Monday. Uh, but we do post it after the fact all over the place. On stays up here on Facebook, goes up on YouTube, um, and also there's an audio-only version of the show available. Uh, Just search podcatcher. Scripture Talk by Grace Church in your podcatcher of choice. You have feedback for us or want to join the conversation about this scripture you can post a comment here on Facebook um, over on our YouTube channel over on our website uh, palestinegrace.com slash videos you can email us uh, gracechurchpalestine at gmail.com um, and we will be back again uh, next Monday um, at 6 p.m. Um, at some point we'll announce what our kind of holiday schedule is um, there's like Christmas <laughs> and there's the Sunday after Christmas and there's New Year's and a lot of us take some time off but um, at least for next week I'm the next couple of weeks, um, all scheduling is normal. Um, also, remember, uh, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. If you're not, stay well. God is with us. So we have sound effects back this week from the studio. Esther starts talking right on cue.
1: (laughs) Yay, (laughs) Esther!